Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the Watt. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I call it throw up ball. Hundred and sixty-six yards of penalties. Yeah. What do you make of that? Well, uh, this would probably be arguably the most watched game other than the Super Bowl, and I hated that uh, it got down to just uh, throwing the ball up and uh, getting the penalties to get the big play. Uh, this is not a criticism uh, of uh, really not a criticism of the rules. Uh, it is a criticism of the discretion of how you use them in one play. Everybody knows you can call a penalty on every play many different ways every time the ball snaps. And so you have to have a feel for what you're trying to do with the ball game. Jerry Jones gingerly tiptoeing through that yeah. minefield. You don't want to get don't want to get hit with a fine. Right. It may, you know, affect the monthly uh, budget on the yacht or anything like that. You just don't want to be in the, the, the super yacht. You just, you, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, you don't put, want to put any crimp in the overall financial portfolio of Jerry Jones. But he was careful not to criticize the rule, but the application. But the bottom line is, he wasn't happy about the defensive pass interference penalties called against his team on Thanksgiving. Thirty-eight and a half million people watched. There were almost that many flags thrown <laughs> that day. But, uh, you know, Anthony but, Brown committed four defensive pass interference penalties, right. and they were all defensive pass right. interference. Right, that's not the like, problem. It's not like we're saying, oh, boy, that was a bad call. No, he ran into the guy. I, that, that's, like, listen, I love what Jerry said there. I think what he's talking, discretion, common sense, he'd like to see that used a little bit more. That, that's the biggest issue to me right now. You know, it, it's not the true applications of the rule. Now, I don't think it, you know, holds true to that game in that particular situation. I don't, like you said. I never looked at any of those pass interferences and went, man, that's stupid. Like that, they, that's just, you know, both guys hand fighting. They shouldn't call that. I thought everyone was clearly pass interference. So, 
you know, that's getting into a little bit where I just want to go. Now, they need to teach their guys not to pass interfere, and the game will be a little bit better to watch. But we do see not proper discretion used all the time, and common sense is just out the door right now. I, I could sit here and go crazy with the officiating right now. I really could. I, it, it really bothers me. Oh, I hear you on Sundays. Yeah, let me say this. Yeah. If it is a game of throw-up ball on Thanksgiving, throw-up for a very different reason yeah. uh, than you know, all the food you ate before the game, but why not tell Dak Prescott to just throw deep passes to C.D. Lamb or – uh, you know, C.D. Lamb didn't play, but whoever was available, yeah, I got you. Run, run, run a, a nine route and throw the ball up. Do the same thing, yeah, and stop underthrow it just a little bit so the defensive back runs into you, and boom, you get you pick up forty yards of field position. I mean, if that's how they're calling it that day, adjust your play calling to try to take advantage of some of the yardage that the officials are handing out repeatedly, like they did against the Cowboys. All right, but that tees up this week's after further review, and we're driven by. The calls that really stand out. Sometimes it's a decision that is interesting and requires further explanation. Sometimes it's just a bad call. Here's one that, that we're going to start with one that, that I, I was fascinated by, given all the talk it's about amazing. It's amazing. the taunting rule. Mm-hmm. And, and we just saw last week, we just saw last week, the Clyde Edwards-Alaire pointing at the opponent. Clear, no-brainer, 15 yards. And my big criticism of the rule, look, because they're not going to change the rule. Right. Okay, if this is the rule you want, you have to apply it consistently. And of all teams, it was the Patriots. Kendrick Bourne with that incredible catch and run. 0.3% chance, according to Next Gen Stats, of taking it to the house when he got it to the 36. He has a juke and then another juke, and he gets that great block from Jacoby Myers, and he has oh. the stiff arm. But then right there, oh, it was, right he there. He knew it right away. Look, he, he pulls it back. Right He's like, there. oh, no, oh, what? no, Belichick's going to kill me. <laughs> Look. But, but he, but he, he flashed it. it. He did it. And that's, listen, that's exactly what they're penalizing guys for. And I haven't been pointing it out because I wanted to see him get penalized. I just, I just proves how ludicrous the rule is if that isn't penalized because that's exactly what they're supposed to be penalizing. And oh, it'll be yeah. very interesting, Chris, to see whether or not the league is willing to admit to the world that they screwed it up by fining Kendrick Bourne. Are they going to cover it up by not fining him for taunting? Or are they going to implicitly admit by hitting him for ten grand? for doing exactly the same thing that Clyde Edwards-Alaire did to the opponent last week. The same thing, not not even the same thing, that Cassius Marsh did a few weeks ago when he got fined. Posturing, thou shalt not posture. So, so that's my point. I don't like the rule. Nobody likes the rule. But I hate the fact yeah. that the rule isn't being consistently and fairly that's the applied. Problem. That's the problem. That, that's what's going to drive coaches. That's what drives coaches crazy right now. You know, that, that's the number one thing I get complaints about with coaching friends is just you don't know what to expect on a weekly basis right now from the referees. One week, this is fine. The next week, it's a totally different crew, and that's completely off limits, but something that was off limits to the last crew is now on limits with this crew, and it's hard to coach your damn football team that way. And that's where we get back to full-time refs. Thank you. Please. Thank you. But it's amazing. And, and, yeah. Well, or or sky judge because maybe it happens so fast that yeah they don't see it all the, the people way. on the field didn't see it but right. you know who saw it people watching TV yeah because I saw it immediately and I'm sure you saw it immediately yeah. anybody who was watching the game saw it immediately there it is directed at the opponent and there's no minimum time limit in the rule that I'm aware of 
It's not like, you, oh, you get two seconds. No, you get zero seconds. You're not supposed to do it, whether it's sustained two fingers or one finger, as the case may be, or whether it's just that. Yeah. If you, even if you're just doing that, it's supposed to be a foul under this big deal point of emphasis the NFL has made. So that that's disappointing to me because, look, here, what should have happened is, I mean, the Patriots went up 26 to 13. They should have been kicking off from their 20. Even though the Titans took the ball all the way down and had a fourth and goal that resulted in interception, right. it still should have been it should have been an easier path. Yeah, yeah. I to fourth you. and goal from the two. I get you. And 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 don't and if you're not going to call it, then take the rule off the books. You can't just call it some of the time. You got to call it all of the time or get rid of the rule. All right. Let's move on to Tom Brady's return to Indianapolis. He had a quarterback sneak on first and goal from the one. With 13 minutes left in the second quarter of the game, he was hit by Andrew Sendejo, a guy who has been fined plenty of times by the NFL for illegal hits. In came Sendejo with the the drop the shoulder and hit Tom Brady as he's trying to get to the end zone. What did you think of this one? It, it, listen, I don't like it. I don't, you know, because again, if like if Tom Brady was on somebody's body parts here and still had a little footing he'd be pushing forward and still trying to get it like he's even doing right there so now they want the defender to just let let up and not let him like let him inch forward I, I don't like it again it's 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 I know it's Tom Brady and we're trying to protect the goat who gets more bullcrap calls than anybody uh I don't and a quarterback sneaks a big part of their football game you see that play happen a lot where you know, quarterbacks are on top of someone or something like that, and now they continue to drive forward and their own team pushes them forward. So here's a guy being, you know, maybe a hair aggressive. I get it. He doesn't try to hit with his head or anything like that. I don't like he that did, call. He did exactly what you said. He did the technique he, you're supposed he, to use He turned now. his body completely. He used all his shoulder. Exactly right. I just, I, I don't agree with that call. I don't. I, not at all. Think of what that would have looked like if your dad was trying that in 1985. What? I, and, 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 there, and, and there was a, a defensive back in position oh, to keep him out of the end what? zone. What? That would have been Andre Waters' missile A hundred percent. I mean, listen, I think the NFL should pay my dad and Jim Kelly and Steve Young and Joe Montana five extra million dollars. You screwed over <laughs> their careers. You had to cut them short. If you protected them the way they're getting protected now, damn, my dad would have played another four or five years in the NFL. It's ridiculous. That's ridiculous right there. It's football. And they're bordering right now on like it's it's borderline two and touch with the quarterbacks. And I well, that, that's where I, it drives me crazy. I'll look at it this way. If the guy who was trying to score in that spot wore number thirty four and not number twelve. A hundred. It's not even not even a conversation. Not even a conversation. A hundred percent. Nobody even talks about it. We go right by. But it's it's twelve. I mean, listen, we saw you know, I mean, yeah, 12, 12 gets a lot of benefit of the doubt. You know, he's like the he's like and look a, where the flag came from. Right. It came from it came from one of the people who is there to protect the quarterback. Right. It came in from the from behind the play, not somebody who was down, you know, on either side of the scrum, who's in a better position to see what Andrew Sandejo did. And it was like it was like, hey, is a quarterback sneak. I'm keeping my I got my let's play that again. It's like, almost like I got my hand on the flag ready. I see the formation here. There's a chance 12 is going to sneak. It. I'm ready to take care of anybody that dares to strike 
Tommy. Watch it come in. Boom. Well, maybe it didn't come in as fast as I thought. But still, it comes in from behind the play from somebody who's there to protect number 12. Yeah, uh, 100%. Yes. I, I just you, you made the point. If it's a running back, we don't talk about it. Um, it's overprotected. Hey, listen, I still go back to that Super Bowl against the Rams with John Perry, who I think is an amazing ref. But remember, Aaron Donald threw him to the ground. He's like, oh, don't throw him like that. Don't you do that. To t I don't like that. I don't. I would literally be getting to the point right now where I'm telling you, if I was the head coach of the team, yeah, NFL would be finding me a lot because I would be like, screw it. I'm making a lot of money. I'm going to say some things here. Tread lightly. I know, Tread lightly. If, I'm just saying, if, if you had a quarterback sneak down in those, all right, so what? He got a, another foot. You know, because of the penalty, I'd tell my guys to tee off on quarterbacks. I'd go tee off, green light, tee off. Take your best shots. I would. Right now, that's what I would do. You want to put them in the quarterback sneak on the two-yard line, the one-yard line? Fine. We're going to hit them no matter what. And if we get a penalty, we don't give a damn. You get a foot. I would start doing that stuff. I would get my licks in on these quarterbacks when I can. That was Chris Sims. Not that's Mike right. Corey. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it, too. You can guarantee it. But, but look, this is that double standard that we have seen for the past few years now where the quarterbacks try to take unfair advantage of the rules that protect them behind the line of scrimmage. The defenders get all confused about what they're allowed to do and yeah. not do because they're, they're so they're conditioned afraid. to expect a flag for breathing on the quarterback who's yeah. in the defenseless posture mm -hmm. that when he deliberately surrenders the protections – they're, they're, they're afraid to hit him, even though the moment you cross the line of scrimmage with the ball in your hands, you are no different than the guy who was in the tailback position who got a toss sweep and ran into the teeth of the defense. So yeah. I, 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 I understand what you're saying, but again, it's Chris who's saying tee off on the quarterbacks not me hey. Michael Parsons oh, how wait, about this now we're Roughing getting to now we're getting to nothing the passers right nothing, the, it's our, nothing the passer time here we go it's, this is this is Micah Parsons from Thanksgiving hitting Derek Carr and uh let's have a look at Derek Carr Th this is one that is very difficult for me and look they they I, Tony Romo contradicted himself on this one because we do have a forcible blow to the head with the wrist forearm of Michael Parsons. You see it there. The problem is once the quarterback leaves the pocket, he's still protected against a forcible blow to, to the head or neck. And, and I, I'm not saying that you should be allowed to blow up the quarterback the way that James Harrison did to Colt McCoy, and that would be a foul for other reasons in today's NFL. But... You know, other protections are turned off when you leave the quarterback. Uh, forcible blow to the head or neck when you leave the pocket, when the quarterback leaves the pocket. Um, I, it's tough for me because I think the rule was appropriately applied here. I, I just I wonder whether or not that rule should be changed and you forfeit the protection against the forcible blow to the head or the neck when you choose to leave the pocket. Yeah, well, that, that's where I'm struggling on this well, one. Well, I'm, I'm all for you know, that rule as far as the forcible blow to the head or neck. Now, to me, that that's not forcible. That, that's not. Uh, his wrist hit his helmet? What? I'm, that, that, to me, is not forcible, let alone... Well, and he's, he's falling into it and as well. he's falling into it, and he's bringing the ball back. To me, you know, when you watch it and bring it up again, you know, Micah, Micah Parsons, I think, is getting ready to 
he's raising his arm because he's thinking he might swat the ball or bat the ball. He's trying to do something like that, let alone now he's also trying in the act to protect himself so his own knees don't get crushed by Derek Carr or his 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 uh, friendly fire, the other guy in his football team. I mean, he's really bringing his arm in there to go, oh, no, I'm going to hit get hit by my own guy here and protect himself to a degree. The forcible blow was was – Derek Carr falling to the ground and putting his head around Mark, Micah Parsons' knee. That was the only problem to me. Again, this is where I'd like to see common sense a little bit more. That's not a forcible blow. That's not. And Derek Carr was great in doing that right there. You oh, know. and then he grabbed his neck, and then he was smiling uh, was on great. the way back. To the I mean, they know. He the knew. quarterbacks know. He knew. They know. They play it up right now. And I would, too, if I was playing. I'd get it because I want the free 15 as well. I want to win the game. But – uh, that to me is where I'd like to see common sense, you know, discretion, as Jerry Jones would say, and not call that. We saw Andrew Sandejo do what he's supposed to do in a situation like the one he found himself in, where he turned his body away, didn't go in helmet first into Tom Brady. And I say that because with Michael Parsons, you know, the question becomes, well, what should he have done differently in that spot? And the answer, whenever the answer is not what you did. No, I need to know yeah, something. Yeah, there's no answer. Exactly. Specific. Right. What should I have right. done no. when quarterback is coming at my knees, running the ball, maybe he's going to throw it, right. he's falling down. Right. What am I supposed to do there? Mm-hmm. Get out of the way? And then he t- then he, he he somehow doesn't fall, and he tucks the ball away, and he runs for 15 yards. So what am I supposed to do in yeah. that spot no. to avoid a foul? I guess – That's the other question I have. I just don't like the idea that the forcible blow to the head and neck continues to be a prohibition when the guy leaves the pocket and is approaching the line of scrimmage because there are certain blows to the head and neck that become unavoidable right when he's on that cusp of transitioning into a run. It's an immediate transformation under the rules. I think it needs to be more gradual that there needs to be a better recognition when you've exited the pocket, you're becoming a runner. It's not just when you hit the line of scrimmage, you're becoming a runner when you leave the pocket. No, I agreed. I agree with everything you said there. And just another case of rewarding bad play on offense to take a page out of what Tom Brady said earlier this year. We didn't protect that well. Nobody was open 15 yards. You know, it's, it's horrible. The horrible call by the refs. Horrible. Horrible. Free 15 for Oakland or Las Vegas. Horrible. Let's go to Sunday Night Football. Jadavian Clowney, the Browns' pass rusher with a hit on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Nothing the passer alert. Oh, my gosh. Nothing the passer alert. Lamar Jackson not long ago couldn't get these calls. Now he's getting them all the time, so I guess that's good for him. I mean. But what was this? What? He didn't even take a step. There's not even a step. I mean, it's, it's one step, a half a step. It's a pitiful call. He hits nothing. What, what did he hit? What? Did no he helmet hit? involved. Nothing. It was a shoulder to the chest and a guy who was off balance. So the fact that he was off balance put him on the ground. Yes. I mean, you know, there you have a chance to be in third and long. Bad offensive play again. Reward the offense. Reward. They let Lamar Jackson get some more stats and and everything. It just it's pitiful. The rules are so skewed to the quarterbacks right now. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. It's redonkulous. It's pitiful. I don't know if that's not legal. Then, damn, I don't know. Maybe I just, just I, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, Chris, I'm, Chris, yeah. I, I say this jokingly, yeah. 
But it becomes less and less of a joke to me. The only way we're going to have true consistency with these calls is if they make roughing the passer the same as roughing the punter, where once the ball's out, you just can't touch them. And then, then we know, then we know what the rule is. Then we know that if you do hit the guy in the chest with your shoulder, you're going to get flagged and make it five, make it running into the passer and roughing the pass. Do that. If we're, if we're going to throw 15 yards consistently for roughing that isn't roughing, then just change the rule. Because that, that's pocket. how they're they're applying it. They're applying it as if it is You're the roughing right. the punter rule. You're kind of the right. It's disgusting. It's really disappointing as somebody that loves football. It's it's as disappointing as they can get. It's Lamar Jackson and he's outside the pocket. The greatest runner from Sunday night in the history of the sport. Oh no, we there's so many bad ones this week. We don't have a long enough show to show them all. There, but that's the I know, problem. I'm looking at the list and I'm looking at the clock and I'm there's saying, there's so many. Pete, no, we, what we, are we gonna do? Pete here? will tell you. I have five other boat. submissions that would go. This is ridiculous. But let's go. Let's go to the other one. Let's, let's go to the one. Ravens. Let's other just one start here. showing them. Let's start showing let's them. Start here we showing go. Them Tyus right. Bowser. On on Baker Mayfield, same game, not long after. I guess this is the this is the the, the make good call. Uh, it might be. Uh, You're right. I, yeah. I don't know what it is. Make up call for illegal hitting the quarterback too hard. Hey. No 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 no. This one now this one did have some helmet to helmet to it. See that? See the? the I, that I don't had know. Some helmet to helmet. I don't know about that. Look at his that. head. Look at his head. Well, he's getting hit by a 250-pound man that's running hard. I don't know if it actually hit. And again, these are big people with big heads. Like, it might touch every now and then. <laughs> I don't know what people want to say. And I don't know if that necessarily hit his head. I don't. Spoken like a big person with a big head. Yeah, exactly right. That's right. And I, th- th- So, like, that is not what the rule was intended for. Pitiful call. Pitiful. Absolutely pitiful. Now, fantasy world will love it because, yeah, the offense gets to keep going and great. But, you know, they're ruining the league with this crap. Ruining it. Horrible. Let's go to let's go to Thanksgiving night. Ed Oliver, Bill's defensive tackle with a roughing call on Trevor Simeon. Let's take a look. Yeah. There's uh, Simeon back to pass. And uh, we're just so used to that now. Anytime we see the hit, we expect the flag. And I don't see any... I don't see any helmet. No, helmet maybe there. the helmet nicked his helmet again. It's a it's a six three human being who has a big head, and they're wearing helmets. So it it, it looks like he does. I mean, it, it doesn't I, look like I'm he. Def- look, it doesn't look like I'm, he his helmet. If I'm the defensive line coach of the Bills, and that would be bad news for any Bills fan, but I, I would I would say when you're getting around to that point where you're making the final push to the quarterback, just keep your head up. Don't don't dip it at all. Keep your head up. You're not bracing for impact with another guy your size. You don't need to brace. Just keep your head up. They're in a, and, 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 I, and I know. Shoving. Maybe. You're I, right. It, it's I know. easier said than done. It's easier said than done. I mean, his head is pretty straight up. He's not that leaned over. But what they're also scared of is if I hit him in the chest and low and now happen to fall on him, that's also going to be a penalty. So they're in a no-win situation right now. And again, I'd like to state, that is not what the rule was implied for or put in the NFL. Pitiful call. I mean, how many times are we going to see offenses be pitiful and get 15 yards because of it? I mean, it's just... Well, here's, here's one where we didn't. Oh, well, this <laughs> Same is, game. Well, yeah, this is unreal. <laughs> this is unreal. Same game. Earlier in yeah. the game, Saints defensive lineman Christian Ringo hits your boy Blue low 
and isn't called. No, it was hilarious. And, and you're idiots, rap. You're an idiot. You're all idiots. You're all <laughs> idiots. I have nothing. Is he saying somebody blocked him into him? What's Wait, he saying? No, he's like, your leg's still there. You're okay. Well, I was uh, only if you lost a leg was I gonna call that. Oh, I mean, you have what? another one. It's of all serious. the ones to be called, leg, you got another one. Of all the ones not to be called, that's the one. Show. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I, These guys are clueless. You almost ruined their season. If there's anyone that was actually roughing the passer that we've showed so far, there it is. Call it. What's what's, what's he pointing at there? I want to know the explanation. See, this is why, this is why that referee should have to submit to a press conference after the game, after every game, what? just like every coach and every right. player has to. I want to know what the hell that guy was thinking in that play and what what's he pointing at? It's the I, I don't know either. You're right. This is where again it goes back to the full-time refs and these people need to be held accountable on a weekly basis, not like, "Oh, I'm on a conference call while I'm doing my other job and I'm kind of listening, but I'm not." I mean, it just it's it's ridiculous. Out of all the ones we've just showed, that was the only one that was roughing the passer, and it wasn't called. I mean, disgusting. I'm, I'm so annoyed by the NFL right now, I don't even know. I, don't, I really don't even know what to say anymore. We got a few more, Pete. Do we have time for them, or do we need to go? Pete? We got to go. All right, we well, we got go. some other horrible calls by the NFL. Well, maybe we'll release them to the public. Yeah, they get. The I think point. they get the point, but just no, in case you, you're curious, yeah. Hassan Reddick hit on Tua Tagovailoa, Jerry Tillery hit on Teddy Bridgewater, and also Von Miller on uh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh my gosh, another pitiful one. Oh my gosh, nothing. The passer. Let's show the Von Miller one because I mean, this is one where you're saying your guy, your guy with his broken toe, not yeah. COVID toe, right? With his broken toe. Your guy should not have been flagged for this hit that he took. Let's take a look at it. Where's Von Miller? There's Von Miller. Here he comes. Aaron Rodgers throws it. It's a I, joke. I, 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 I'm always looking for that helmet to helmet that that can. There's he got popped in the jaw. He there, did. I, don't, I, I know. He got popped in the jaw. I, I I get it. But see again, it's not like he's intending to do it. All right. Like it doesn't I, matter if you're intending. I can I can get I can get like behind this a little bit. I don't like this either, though. I don't like it. You know, keep I, your head up, Vaughn. Just keep your head up. See how he's. That's one like where that? okay, keep I can say up. there's some gray there. There's definitely some yeah. gray, and he could probably have avoided it and not ducked his head a little bit. But I still, Aaron Rodgers didn't fall to the ground. It wasn't that forcible. He didn't fall to the ground. So don't don't throw your flag to the ground. That was a big moment in the game. The Rams had a little momentum right there, and they're about to get them in second and long, and. You know, there you go, 15 yards, and I think, uh, you know, Green Bay ran out if, some more clock. But but if if falling to the ground is part of the rule, I, I hope it never gets to that point because then they'll be flopping all over the place like fish, like soccer players. Yeah. Anytime they get breathed on, they'll take a dive and injure themselves while they take a dive. All right, yeah. let's take a break. We'll take a quick look at the Week 13 Power Rankings when this Wednesday edition of PFT Live continues right after this. Nothing the passer. Horrible. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines.
NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's Day with gifts up to 60% off. Feats of Strength, a special Big Plays, Big Guys edition. Let's go right to Monday night. Wow. Rasheem Green. With the Costanza-esque trifecta, he blocks the extra point, he recovers the blocked extra point, and then he takes it to the house for two points, and tying the game at nine. Right. There and he got the kicker the to pull his hamstring. It was really a That's quad right. And injured, injured the kicker without even touching him. There it is. That was great. All right, this is back in week three. Check out Fletcher Cox oh against my the gosh. Cowboys. I love this. The strip sack in the end zone. Still a special player. And uh, there yeah. he is. Strip and sack, Jav- recovers it. Javon Hargrave is the one that really Fs the play up. And then Fletcher, special athlete, like you said. All right, week nine, Colts. Danny Pinter with the touchdown catch. All 306 pounds of him. The ball hangs in the air for a long time. It almost snuck through and hit him in a spot where it really would have caused him to curl up in a ball on the ground. Some but he makes the there. catch. Yep. Monday night, week 11. Oh, great The catch. only bright sure. spot for the Giants offensively after the turnover, Andrew Thomas. Look at him. Look at, look the, at the big guy go up him, and get look it. Look get up and stretch. Yes. Make him a tight end. Oh, right. man. Yeah. Same game. Steve McClendon becomes the oldest the player with the first interception of his career. 35 years old, his first career interception, first time in NFL history, the 300-pound player had a receiving touchdown and a 300-pounder had an interception in the same game. But this is the big guy, big play of the year from Thursday night a few weeks back. It didn't count. It was illegal from get-go, as Chris would say. Robert Hunt with the touchdown and stretching it out, and none of it mattered. No, almost lost his knee in the process. Because... He was not allowed to Is touch that your the house. Ball. That was hey, your house, the barn. He jumped over my barn. <laughs> he went over the barn. Well done. By the way, we'll be back. Uh, uh, well, let's. He went over. I thought. I thought we were going to break with that. Uh, power, <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about the power rankings. You know yeah. what? Go to PFT and see the power rankings. <laughs> Cardinals are still number one. Patriots are still number two. The Packers are up to number three. The entire list is there. You can go drop comments and say how stupid I am. I think we're late enough in the year that we're kind of settling into some understanding of who's good and who's not. Yes. So, yes. So let's just save more time for I other like things list, that we though. want to discuss. Let's take it. Thank you. We'll take a break and we'll continue with PFT Live right after this. Plenty to talk about. Urban Meyer possibly returning to Notre Dame now that the USC job is filled, but the Notre Dame job is open. He did a conference call with LA Media yesterday as the Jaguars prepare to face the Rams. I'm not a candidate for the Notre Dame job. Obviously, I spent six years of my life there, so great respect for Notre Dame 
And as I do, USC, UCLA, like we talked about, but I'm committed to the Jaguars and I'm doing the best that we can to turn this around. When I first saw that, I thought, oh, well, wait, wait. He's mentioning USC and UCLA. Maybe he wants the UCLA job when Chip Kelly gets fired. <laughs> uh, but but I, I look, I first of all, you have to be wanted as a candidate before you can make yourself a candidate. And I think it was very wise and deft by Urban Meyer to say I'm not a candidate because I don't want to be when the reality is I've yet to hear that Notre Dame wants him. I, I don't know that Notre Dame would want him after some of the things that went on this year. A hundred percent. I don't look at him to be qualified for, you know, Notre Dame, what they expect out of their head coaches to even be in that conversation right there. You know, again, I mean, the, the debacle at Ohio State at the end a little there with how he handled some of those issues. And then, yeah, I just don't see Notre Dame wanting their head coach to be a guy who's grinding with people in a bar. I, that, that just doesn't seem like the kind of guy they're trying to put out for their Irish Catholic school. That doesn't seem like it's really the message they're trying to put out there. So I don't see that happening as great as a coach as he is. And he recruited me when, I, when he was at Notre Dame. But they're not looking for club grinders to be the head coach there. Uh, yeah, he like that? Moving along, moving <laughs> along. As it relates to coaching pay in the NFL – because one of the things that we're looking at as it relates to college coaches getting more and more and more, what in, impact will it have on NFL coaches? And regardless of what's happening at the college level, because NFL coaches at the top of the game are still in a different stratosphere. Chris, I'm told very reliably by a very good source, not yes. to be confused with my usual bad sources, <laughs> $25 million is coming within the next couple of years for right. the top coaches in the NFL. The, right now, there are three who, when you factor in all the payments they know about and the payments they don't know about, there are three who are north of $15 million. It's just a matter of time before multiple coaches, Chris, are at 25 And it's a... It's a good deal. Look at it this way. Jared Goff's making 33 and a half. Would you rather have Jared Goff at 33 and a half or Bill Belichick at 20? Yeah, that's exactly right. And I would think Bill Belichick is dancing around that 25 number or getting close to it. I would bet you he's north of 20. Uh, but you're right. He's and, north of 20. And yes, and what these coaches do, sacrifice the hours they put in. Man, if they're good, they deserve to be compensated. They are basically the CEOs of those organizations. And uh, I, I have no problem with that. All right, let's take a break. When we return, we're going to draft the quarterbacks and coaches with the most at stake as the final six weeks of the regular season arrive. We'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. I guess I just got a faith in Brian, Brian Flores and company that they're going to give the Panthers offense some issues this weekend. Uh, you, you will see me doing this multiple times on Sunday. Look right. into the camera, right. look into please, the screen, please. coming from my Open studio, it up for real, too, so I can see that hairy chest with those pecs. Odd. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, that is not an actual photograph. Good God. I was so wrong about the Panthers, too. That was one of the games. I think we split three and three, ah, the six games on which we disagreed. I was so wrong about the Panthers. Uh, kudos to the Dolphins for shutting down Cam, and my, my goodness. All right, coaches or quarterbacks with the most at stake the final six weeks of the season. That is our draft for today, and we have a trivia question for those of you out there who, who don't like it when we skip past the trivia. Here it is, Chris. Two teams last season finished the regular season on six-game winning streaks, name one of them. Oh my gosh! Wow, that's a good. I, I'm I'm gonna go with Buffalo. Buffalo, and, and let me see if I can get the other one just before you tell me the answer. 
With the I got the other one. Go, is it I the thought Col- of the other is one. the Colts? What's the music playing for? Somebody hit the wrong button. They hit the wrong button. They're tr- uh, I Packers. The Packers. I just figured they were thirteen and three. There's a good chance they finished the season with it six was, straight wins. It was so the Packers. Wow, was look the at us all football knowledge yeah. and stuff. We're we're pretty special that way. It didn't get either of them to the Super Bowl, but it it did allow them to go into the playoffs feeling pretty good about yeah. themselves. All right, final six weeks of the season, Chris. Uh, you get the first pick. Who uh, quarterback or coach needs? to have a great finish the most there there's a lot of tough ones or good ones. I guess there's a lot to pick from is what I'm saying I think the one I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Tua I I am I think that's right off the bat I mean Miami's hot I don't know if everybody realizes second longest winning streak in football only behind the New England Patriots right now defense is absolutely balling and kicking butt and Tua is playing well I mean it's not special but it's good, and if they can continue to string string together wins here, and I'm not even saying they got to get in the playoffs, but if they end the year, you know, at 500 or above, and he has this end of the year push, I think it could go a long way into maybe saving his job and maybe having a future in Miami. So I'll go with Tua to lead it off there. Your your comments will will make the card carrying members of two and on very happy <laughs> i will say this though i'm still concerned about his durability that's yeah, what i'm concerned about he's played well and th- they, they closed the door on deshaun watson what a surprise you don't have that distraction for tua anymore or the organization and they can get behind him and they're not expecting deshaun watson to ride in on a white horse and and that's when the winning streak began it is the exactly moment right. that the door shut on deshaun watson is when they started winning football games one after another after another after another now four in a row they got two more at home and then they have the saints on a monday night right first one for me i i could sandbag you on this one but i'm i'm jumping on it while yeah, i can. go ahead mike mike mccarthy Ooh. uh because you look at the cowboys schedule you look at the adversity they're currently dealing with you look at the fact that there are going to be teams out there that are interested in kellen moore the offensive coordinator mccarthy had better have a good finish if he misses the playoffs chris and I don't think it's crazy talk at this point to suggest that they may not even get in because they could get picked off by Washington and not be one of the ones that gets five, six, or seven seed. If they don't get in, I wouldn't be stunned if McCarthy's done and Kellen Moore becomes the coach. Oh, I mean, if they fall apart, you're right. I mean, I, I, I would agree with you. That would be that, that wouldn't make me concerned if I was in the Mike McCarthy fan club for sure. You know, yes, it's, it's it's it hasn't looked good lately. Certainly, we know early in the year he had all the you know clock management issues and all of that. So, uh, yes, I would think the cards would be stacked against them a little bit there if they did not get in with the way they started for sure. I I'm kind of going like I feel like on a similar path here. I'm I'm going to go with Kevin Stefanski. I think I am. I'm going to go right there. I mean, again, you know, Cleveland's one of the more disappointing teams in football. We know that. You know, he's an offensive mind. The offense is sputtering, like, big time. They don't pass the ball that well. Baker De- Baker Mayfield, you know, at the end of last year showed development, but I think we'd all agree it's kind of um, hasn't been much progress. And this year has been all over the place, all over the place, uh, to where, yeah, I think if they finish – I'm not saying he gets fired, but, man, even if they don't finish well – it's going to be all hot seat talk going into next year in this offseason. I, you know, I, I want to go quarterbacks, but but some of these coaches with what they have riding on it, I think, have concerns. Pete Carroll in Seattle, he's one of the guys north of $15 million right now. 
And uh, I, maybe the buyout saves him. Maybe it does. Maybe it's too much to pay Pete Carroll to not coach your team. So maybe maybe they, they uh, keep him around for another year. But how they handle these final six games, I think, goes a long way toward assessing whether or not there's reason to believe that it can be better next year. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll have round three of the coach or quarterback under the most pressure to finish strong when PFT Live finishes right after this. All right, there are the first two rounds. Chris, you are up with round three. Coach or quarterback with the most at stake in the final six weeks of the season? Man, there's so many like good – it's really hard. We could go a few rounds here. I mean, Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz, Mike Zimmer, Vic Fangio. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater. I think I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford. I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford. You know, not that he's in danger of not being the quarterback of the Rams next year, but he's not helping his perception – slash reality here with the way he looks lately and of course their team kind of falling apart and him making the majority of the critical mistakes you know to me if this doesn't start turning around we're gonna he's gonna set himself up a little bit like in Detroit where people are just gonna go oh well he's Matthew Stafford he'll he'll make mistakes in a big moment and find a way to screw it up so from that standpoint he's got a lot to lose for me I'm gonna go positive okay Taylor Heineke Okay. He's got the opportunity to make himself the starter unquestioned in Washington next year. And if he can take them to the playoffs, and it's not as crazy as it sounds right now, and they're, they're technically in right now, they could still win the division. Yeah. If he can take them to the playoffs, he may be the guy next year. He's got a lot riding on this, plus future good contract, one. et cetera. Very good one. Uh, let, let me throw one at you that you may not have thought of. Yeah. Because we, we see one-and-done coaches on a semi-regular basis. Not, not, not as rare as you would think. David Culley, Dan Campbell, Robert Sala. I think those three guys need to be concerned about how things go the final six weeks. Wow. I hope not. Don't you? I hope. I know. There's probably know. in this day and age, but I hope not. That's it for now. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. See ya. NetCredit is here to say yes because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's Day with gifts up to 60% off.